Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, yeah, we're here live in New York, and it's showtime, y'all. Here to get us started is Grammy-nominated gospel recording artist Dietrich Haddon, y'all. Give it up. A sinner's prayer Hope y'all don't mind if I just testify A sinner's prayer A sinner's prayer Listen, y'all I could have been dead Sleeping in my grave Well, well, well But God bless me to see Another day, even when I did wrong, he was still there. Can I get a witness out there, y'all? I'm so glad that God still hears a sinner's prayer. I'm so glad that God still hears. Wait a minute, y'all, listen. I walked to the church, y'all. On a Sunday morning But I stood outside contemplating Whether I should walk through the door You see A lot of folks know me They know me from way back when People holding me to y'all All those past sins But lift your hands right there for me But I know all have sin, yeah Get a witness, y'all. Let me to see. Just one more day. Just one more day, y'all. When I did wrong, he was still there. Yes, he was. God still here. Let me let's pray together. Come on. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Come on, lift those hands. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. All right, get your neighbor by the hand and sing it with me. Say, I'm so glad. I want to hear you singing. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. So glad God still here. Maybe you've never been there, but I've been Network, how's everybody doing tonight? And I am too. 
glad that the Most High here sent his prayer. Yes, he does. Yes, he does, because he heard yours. Love that song. Love that song. Oh, she reminded me of that song. I'm so glad I played it. And I had need to play a little bit more of Dietrich Hattrick on this uh, Dietrich Hattrick on this song. Haddon. Dietrich Haddon, if those of you that want to look him up. Again, the name of that one is called Sinner's Prayer by Dietrich Haddon. Well, folks, again, we want to thank you for your time tonight. Tonight, what is going on tonight? Well, we're talking about Israelites and the law, the new covenant, and the resurrection with the one and only Elishua Ellison. And he is going to have moderating for his show tonight, the one and only John Clark. been a long time since we had Brother John moderate. I'm so looking forward to it. Y'all are, are in for a treat tonight. A lot of information coming your way. Maybe a little bit of comedy. We never know. Brother John has a bigger sense of, uh, 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 what's the, sense of humor than I do. I'm a lot of times too serious, whereas he's more laid back. So tonight, be prepared for a very, very exciting show. I'm looking forward to this. And uh, let me just go ahead and read the show description. Uh, we'll just do this right quick for Ella Shore, and that is tonight, December the 28th, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, the church and Israelite disagree on if one must keep the commandments of God or Yah to make it to heaven or, or I should say, and enter into eternal life. One more time, the church and Israelites disagree on if, on if one must keep the commandments of God or Yah to make it to heaven and to enter into eternal life. Christianity says... The law is obsolete for the new covenant believers. Messianic Israelites say otherwise. You must be born again and keep God's commandments. What does the word say? This will be the topic of discussion for tonight's show. And so here we are, brothers and sisters. We are here. We are here. And uh, Elishua is in the house. Before we go to Elishua, turn the show over to the moderator, brother John Clark. I want to just remind everybody to follow the Five Some Song Network, folks. Follow us. It means a lot when you follow us. Blog Talk treats us better. Social media treats us better. Some of you listeners, y'all look at how many followers people got. So follow us so we'll be have a bigger presence on social media, all right? It's very simple. That promo that was sent to you, simply click on the follow button. Fill out a few little things that I ask you. If it asks you to do a show, it used to do that. Don't worry about that. Don't be intimidated about that. Just put the show off in like 2050, and it'll let you. And then knowing you ain't going to do it just to go through the uh, registration thing. But it only asks you about five, four or five questions, So uh, if you still do that. But then you'll get reminders sent to your email, to your um, – you'll get uh, 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 information sent to – not just your email. You'll get it sent to uh, – your Facebook, or wherever you tell Blog Talk to send a notice to. So, again, please follow us. It's very important. Um, also, folks, we have over 500 shows, over 500 shows, all right? So guess what that means? That means if you're uh, at work and you want to be in, uh, you want to learn more about the Most High or His Christ or what He's doing in the earth, uh, you want to learn more about the five smooth stones we talk about, which is uh Racism. Uh, we talk a lot about racism on this show in a way that is not putting down the white man per se, because we don't think he has that much power, really, not compared to the Most High Yah. We feel like everything that is happening under the umbrella of white supremacy, the Most High have ordained it 
for the most part, and where the white man or the so-called white man has taken it too far, they'll be judged for it. But we know we no longer we don't believe that we're in the hands of these people like a lot of people do. We don't we're not hopeless, brothers and sisters, because we belong to the Most High Yah, and uh, He is too powerful to be even mentioning mere men in this com- in this conversation. So we belong to the Most High, and uh, we we talk about. Still, though, what is going on under the umbrella of white supremacy? We talk about uh, the who are the true Jews of the Bible, why it's important. We talk about how this is the one thing that will really electric. It, 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 I don't even know if, it, if that's the proper word. The, um, we believe that this revelation will resurrect, that's a better word, uh, Israel. Uh, it is not enough to just be a physical, natural Israelite to please the Most High. Because keep in mind, he destroyed a nation that knew who they were. But it's more important to obey what he has given us through the Holy Spirit. I like to say his laws that the Holy Spirit is leading us to do. Once we do that, we will savage ourselves from anything going on in this world. So we talk a lot about who are the true Israelites and why it's important. We also talk about the kingdom of Yah, the kingdom of God. Yes, we do. We talk about the kingdom of God on this on this network. Because we believe that that's how it all started with this Messiah preaching about a kingdom in some kind of way we turned it into a religion. So we do talk about the kingdom of God or the kingdom of Yah, Yahuwah, Yahweh, God, various names we call the Most High. And then we talk about the one world government. We talk about the one world government, this uh, wannabe kingdom of God on the earth by mere men uh, trying to control the masses of people for a political gain under the operation of evil spirits, Satan himself. We talk about the new world order. Yes, we do. And then we talk about some called leprosy. A lot of you want to know, well, if, you know, if all these things is true, what y'all are saying, where did white people come from? How do we become the different colors? So we talk about how that we truly are one human family and what happened, losing pigmentation. It's no different than losing hair, losing uh, the ability to produce uh, children, growing too tall, growing too Short. What are you saying, Brother Seth? I'm saying that it is a result of a curse to lose your pigmentation. So this is the one of the things that I kind of spearhead out, talk about Bible leprosy. And, of course, it's in true love for all people because, again, uh, at this network, we don't believe on a, in race based upon color. It is a social construct. I know I'm going fast. I'm just going to hit these five smooth stones before we bring on uh, Brother Elishua and his moderator. So these are... Uh, just some of the things we talk about. Again, no hate. It may sound like hate sometimes, but it's just tough love because I believe that we all, all of the coasts, I think I can speak for them, have come to understand that when you hate, you become people's servant. You become people's servant. If you hate, you become people's servant. I say when you hate, you become people's servant. And white people don't have enough power. I don't care what they do within the earth. They don't have enough power to convince, uh, at least my, I'll speak for myself on this, they have not enough power to convince me to hate them, especially when the Most High is the one that sent them in the first place. They was a no-name people from Africa, lost pigmentation, and he used them. Why are you going in this road, Brother Seth? How do you get off on that? I'm just letting y'all know, because when I mention Bible leprosy, I just know in the spirit some of y'all are hearing hate, and you're new to the Five Swoops on Network, so I have to go down that road because I don't want y'all to think this is a hate network. We love humanity. And we love, especially the Most High and His commandments and His Holy Spirit and His Messiah. So there you have it. That is what the five smooth stones are in topic. 
but those are expressed in over 500 shows. Please go to uh, uh, Google.com and simply uh, type in Five Smooth Songs, Blog Talk Radio, and uh, any one of those topics, and you'll be able to get a lot of shows on any one of those topics. Again, you just simply Google Five Smooth Songs, Blog Talk Radio, and any of those topics I named. And you can get information on it. Folks, we don't just talk about five topics. We talk about hundreds of topics, but we talk about those five topics the most. Well, I'm so glad to see so many people on the phone lines. I don't know where y'all been. We have had a lot of people on the phone line, but not quite this much in a while. So I did send this show to uh, a lot of Israelites camp, uh, a lot of Israelites camp, because so, I know that y'all are interested in the law. So I want to thank, before I bring on LSU, really quickly for just some of the ones, the big ones, the big organizations that really allowed me to post on their um, sites, okay? Like, uh, just really quickly, because y'all allow us to do it, and, and, and I oftentimes don't say thanks. So I just want you to know, uh, when I woke up, I was a Hebrew Israelite. When I woke up, I was a Hebrew Israelite. We thank you for allowing us to post on your site. Um, we charge genocide, thank you, Hebrew Israelite Bible study, we thank you, great awakening of the Hebrew Israelites, we thank you, sons and daughters of Judah, we thank you, evolve or die movement. <laughs> anyway, we thank you for posting us on your site, uh, the prayer partners denied us, some of y'all denied us, up from civil rights, uh, spearheaded by Sister Eliana, thank you for posting us on your site. The Hebrew Hebraic Way, thank you for posting us on your site. Uh, Honor to be a child of God, thank you for posting us on your site. Black History Told by the Prophet, thank you for posting. United Hebrew Nations of Israel, thank you. Set Apart and Chosen, this is a Christian station. I don't even know if they, they don't even, I don't think they acknowledge we're Israel. But this is, I think, is uh, hit up by uh, Pastor King's son, I think. Thank you for posting. The Kingdom of Israel, thank you for posting. Day One Butler Housing. Uh, A.K.A. the projects, uh, big site, big site. Uh, thank you for posting. Ed and Isabel Cannon Douglas family, uh, thank you. Um, Babylon is falling. I think we're on that, posting on that. So all of you, I can't name all this for time's sake. Well, let's go open up the phone lines. And remember, all shows are dedicated to the Israelites in the diaspora going through some hor uh, horrific pain. We really, really, really dedicate these shows to you. We are very sensitive to the pain of our people. Uh, like I said earlier, we love all people, but our shows are first and foremost to the Israelites, and then, and then, and then to the Gentiles. Definitely to the Gentiles, but after our people. So let's go ahead and open the phone lines. I want to go ahead and open up Elishua's line first, since he's the one that is um, spearheading all this. Brother Elishua, uh, your line is open. Brother, go ahead and say hello to the people. Good evening, everyone. Hope everyone is doing well. Welcome to another to another edition of Small Five Smooth Stones. Uh, today we're going to have a very intriguing, engaging show. So I'm glad you join in. Seth. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to bring on your moderator because uh, Brother John is moderating the show tonight, not Brother Seth. Uh, the one and only moderator, Brother John Clark. Hello, hello. Say hello to the people, Brother Shalom. How's it going, Brother Seth? I want to say hi to everyone who's joined us tonight. All of those different groups that allowed you to post on their uh, site about the show, glad that uh, 
uh, persons are open to allowing other persons to speak to their flock, if you will, or their camp, if you will. Um, and so, yeah, we're ready to get started. I'm looking forward to tonight's show. I'm sure it's going to be uh, fun field if we have uh, the people on that I expect to have on. Well, we have uh, Pastor Alcee Christopher Lathia Temple. I'm going to open this line because, he, and uh, I don't know quite how you want to do it. You can tell me. And we have Purcell Porsche. But Purcell is calling pretty much a caller tonight. He will, um, you know, you can just pretty much, if you want to ask him a question, I'm sure he'll answer it. But he just want to, he said he wouldn't be able to co-host, but he definitely want to be able to be involved with the show tonight. Tell you what I'm going to do. Let me go ahead and open this line and let him just kind of say hello to you and everybody. And then Pastor Chris line, and then that'll be everybody. I think I think I saw. Oh, we have Brother Kenwin also. So uh, let me open the lines, Brother John. Then I'll let you take over. Okay. Very well. All right, going straight to Ohio, Cincinnati, Ohio to be exact. Purcell Porsche, your line is open. I know that you said you probably wouldn't be able to call tonight, but you will be available for comments and questions. So go ahead and say hello to the people anyway. We know that you are on kind of on a partial basis. Go ahead, brother. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise, Praise the Lord, the Lord everybody. I bring you greetings from uh, uh, You don't know which organization <laughs> you with, man. man I'm, look, <laughs> I'm just getting home from work, man. My mind is still at work. so. Well, just say hello uh, to the people, man. You don't have to get no long uh, salutation. Just say hello to the people, man. I, I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Greetings, everybody. Uh, it's a blessing once again to be on the Five Spokestones Network. Uh, excited to hear um, what we're uh, going to be embarking on tonight. Um, glad to hear my man uh, John's voice. It's always a blessing, man, to be a part Likewise. with these guys. Elishua. Uh And again, like John said, hopefully um, the normal crew will be on because we we actually have a blast. Uh, there are few of us that have never met face-to-face, but I feel like I've been knowing you guys for quite some time. Um, I well, know Elishua is going to bring the – what's that? No, go ahead. Uh, I was just saying I know LSU is going to bring the pain tonight, and I'm uh, I'm all for it. I'm um, can't wait, can't wait. I sit with anticipation, uh, he, waiting to hear what thus says the Lord on tonight. Uh, and again, I, I I am excited about the Five Smooth Stones Network. Like Seth said, follow us, follow us, follow us. Again, follow us, follow us, follow us. Um, we we on mission to make uh, to do big things, big things, big things popping, big things popping. So again, right. God bless well, you guys. Well, Purcell, I appreciate ahead, that, man. God bless you as well, and uh, um, uh, brother uh, and Purcell, I really appreciate that, especially him reminding everybody to follow the show. Appreciate that. Um, Pastor Christian line is open. If you want to go ahead and say hello to the people, you can go ahead and take about 30 seconds, and then we're going to come to Pastor. Uh, we're going to go to Brother Kim and Casper again in about 30 seconds. Please go right here and say hello to the people. Okay, I'm going to say hello to everybody, uh, John and everybody, the moderator. I'm going to say hello to Elliot Shue, and I think you're doing a wonderful job on the Five Smooth Stones Network. 
My name is Reverend Chris. I'm at an Atheist Temple Church in Fort Worth. And uh, I believe that, you know, I'm a Christian, but I do believe that we are Hebrew Israelites by birth. So that's that's it. You know, you want to get in contact with me next time. I'm gonna have to give it to Seth so he can read it. But um, I would like you. I would like for you. You know, when you get a chance. You know, I'm not rushing you. Just to listen, see what I'm saying. Thank you. Yes. Well, Pastor Chris, yes, do send it to me because this brother's doing a lot, and we would love our listeners to get a hold of Aletheia Temple and hear a lot of what's going on with you. Really appreciate you bringing that up. I, w- I was going to mention that to you uh, some time back. Going back to the phone lines, all the way to Tyler, Texas, we have the one and only brother, Kenwin Casper. He's the youngest of us, but yet he is equal to us as far as respect and his understanding of Scripture as far as uh, us being Israelites. This brother believes vehemently that African Americans are one of the lost tribes of Israel, and he is going about his his own way and his own way to uh, uh, wake up our people. Uh, brother Kenwin, go ahead, about 30 seconds, let everybody know how to get a hold of you and just say hello to the people. All right. Hello, hello. Shalom, family. Well, shalom. Ian and, uh, hey, I, uh, in, in part of getting a hold of me, uh, I would have just let everybody just kind of go through you, brother Self, um, if well, they need to get in touch with me. Well, let's do you this know. because you are on Blog Talk Radio. you got to remember to say that, brother. I know you don't like tooting your own horn. But go ahead and let them know your station, please. That's one way to get a hold of you. Okay. Well, uh, I go by Micah Israel, uh, Waking Up Israel uh, radio show. It's also on Blog Talk. Uh, feel free to uh, check that on out. But, uh, yeah, it's good to be in, and I'm ready to get it on, man. Yes, yes, yes. You can always just mention your radio station. That is a perfect way to get a hold of you. All right, but John, it's in your hands all the way to the end. All right. I just want to say uh, hello to Brother Purcell, um, Pastor Chris, and Brother Kenwin, uh, some of our frequent flyers, if you will. Um, before we get started, we want to open up in prayer. Uh, so everyone, please pray with me. Uh, Father, in the name of Yahweh Shah, uh, a.k.a. Jesus the Christ, uh, we come to you and we thank you for the ability to have a platform to reach out to the people who are not only listening today but possibly listening in the future. We ask that you speak through all persons uh, who are humble enough to allow you to utilize them as a vessel. Uh, we ask special blessings upon uh, Brother El, Elishua, uh, that you speak through him uh, and that we find insight. And in spite of the differences that we may have, that we can look together for truth, we, in which you are, which you are, uh, you are the truth. And we want you to give us insight uh, into your ways, uh, show us what you would have us to know tonight. In the name of Yahweh Shah HaMashiach, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right. So, folks, uh, hallelujah. let's get the ground rules down. There's a new sheriff in town, and his name is Reggie Hammond, okay? <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding, folks. This is pretty much the same way we've done it before with a, just a couple of small changes, which, to be honest, if you've been rolling with us from many years ago, these are the same things that we did before. Uh, we're going to institute them tonight. Um, number one 
is we we do not want arguments. What we want are, at the very most, passioned discussion, spirited discussion. Uh, we don't want people who may be uh, a little bit uh, timid. We don't want to scare them off. We want you to be able to speak plainly, knowing that no one is going to attack you for your view, no matter how diametrically opposed it may be to our own views. We welcome your view. We will discuss your view. So the way that we're going to approach this is, number one, no arguments. Um, If you hear the moderator, that being me, say, one moment, hold on. As soon as you hear that, please just stop speaking for a moment so I can let you know which direction we're going to go, be it yay, nay, up, down, so that we don't sound like a bunch of buffoons before the listening audience and before the world who may listen in the future. Uh, we want to keep it very professional if possible. Callers, if you want to to uh, call in, you are welcome to raise your hand by pressing uh, 1 on your touchtone phone. Brother Seth uh, will be the one who uh, speaks with you initially. And what, we, what you have to do as a caller is, number one, let us know your name, be it the actual name or pseudonym. Uh, two, where you're calling from, be it your actual city or a place city. It's entirely up to you. And then three, when you look, are looking to make a statement, is that statement in reference to whose comment? Whether you're looking to rebuttal someone's statement, you want to, you want to let us know exactly what it is because what we will not stand for is for someone who comes duplicitously as if they want to ask a general question when they really want to refute an, uh, uh, someone's position. Just say exactly what it is so that we'll know exactly what we're doing. You will have a lot of, an allotted amount of time, and we'll decide what that is at the point in time that you let us know what it is that you're looking to do. Brother Seth, do you have your timer there? I do. All right, Brother Seth, okay, perfect. Brother Seth, sometimes Brother Seth may be in the green room, so um, when that happens, we'll, we'll kind of step in and accommodate that. Um, so, with that being with that being said, myself as a moderator, I do have my own opinions, and I have um, I feel as though that I would want to share those at the proper time without stepping on anyone's toes who wants to call in. Callers, you guys always get first dibs, so to speak. Literally, if brother. Uh, L began speaking now, and this actually happened, what, maybe two or three weeks ago. We didn't even need to get into saying hi to everyone. And someone had a hand up, and they wanted to refute something, and we let them speak. And so it, whenever it is that you want to speak, please raise a hand. We welcome the hands. We welcome different opinions. We welcome different views from different parts of the world or different parts of the U.S. or wherever the case may be. Are we all in agreement, fellas? Oh yeah. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Very good. Very good. Very yes, good. Very good. So with that being stated, Brother L is going to begin to give us um what the most high has given him as it pertains to the law. And um what you know the title of the show. Uh he's gonna give you his perspective. Brother L, please take the floor. Thank you. Thank you, Brother John. Thank you, Pastor Chris. Uh, Brother Percy, I appreciate all of you tremendously. I thank you for being here tonight. I thank you for your presence. It makes a difference. 
Um, after the conversation that we had last night here on blog on on smooth on five smooth songs, we were talking about Brother Seth addressed that he had went to a church, and then he was sharing with us his experience from visiting the church. Uh, I guess this Sunday, and we got into a very engaged conversation about what it is that we believe and what it is we don't believe. Um, heaven and hell. And after the conversation, it dawned on me that for many pastors, their reluctance to address this issue of whether we are Israel, for many of them, it is not so much the fact that we are Israel. It is not so much the fact that, you know, you have a lot of young people engaged and involved in this. The biggest objection, the biggest roadblock that they have in regard to embracing the fact that we are Israel, which means that we are the chosen people of the Most High, and that he called us above all people of the planet, though we were the fewest in number, and that he set us up and designed us with the intention of being a nation of priests to the world. Exodus 19, I think it's 6. says, I called you to be a kingdom of priests. Priests are those who reconcile men or who stand in between reconciling men back unto the Father. And I think it's Second Peter, it says that you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, who have been called out of darkness into this marvelous light to show forth the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into marvelous light. Now, it's amazing that Peter, being an Israelite, is the one who referenced the scripture, speaking to a group of people who were actually Gentile and Israel. So, with that, I just want to get you to heaven. <laughs> we want to get you to heaven. Whether you be a Christian, whether you be an Israelite, whether you be Hebrew, whether you be Muslim, our main objective is we're trying to get you to and is doing whatever we can, whatever our assignment is to aid and assist in assisting you into you gaining and walking in eternal life. So in doing that, as a bit of misinformation that's come down on a few PC doctors, and we're going to hit them real quick, and we're going to hit them one at a time and have a discussion, and then we'll come back and hit the other one, and then we'll have a discussion. And hopefully by the end of the night that all you who have listening would have learned something that will help and aid and assist you further in your relationship with the Most High. And I tell you, like Timothy told Paul, consider everything we say. Pray on it. And Yahweh our Elohim, Yahweh our Elohim, will give you understanding by the, by the comfort and the voice of the Holy Spirit. So the first thing you want to hit right from the top is, and it's going to be amazing if we get this done, achieved. We're going to hit three major doctrines that literally have divided Christianity and divided Hebrews and, Christian, and Christians on three major issues. Number one, this thing they call the rapture. Yes, sir. My apologies for interrupting. There was uh, a piece that you wanted me to interject as it pertains to the tree of life. I just want to let you know that whenever you want me to interject that, uh, I will. And I didn't know if you wanted me to do that at the beginning. Um, So that's the reason why I interrupted you. But let me know. Okay, no, that'll be toward toward the end. That's actually the finality. Finale. (laughs) That'll be toward the end. Okay, not a problem. It'll be toward the end. Okay. So. First thing we want to do is 
let's address this misinformation because I think Hebrew Israelites. Um, and by the way, everyone listening, the, everyone on this line, we are conscious and aware that our ethnic identity is that we are Israel that we are the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the 12 tribes of Israel. And as Kanye West says, the blood of Christ. Uh, yes, we are those whom Christ came through. And that's why the scripture says that salvation is of Israel. But we are not of those who do not believe in regards to the Messiah. So therefore, the distinction with us is that we are called Messianic Israelites, meaning that we are Israel. But we also believe in the Messiah, the long-awaited Messiah, the one whom the prophet Moses spoke of and said that in those last days that the Father would raise up a prophet among you like unto me, hear him. And how was he likened unto Moses? For Moses was the lawgiver. And what you're going to find out tonight, that the original initial lawgiver was Shai, Jesus the Christ, the one y'all say. Told you, the law is obsolete. So first things first, let's get to let's talk about the rapture. Um, go through a few verses, and then we're gonna open up. We're gonna open the panel and the line for discussion on those issues, and then we'll move on to the next one. So the first is first thing first is still with the rapture. Uh, I'm gonna go to the scripture. You don't have to turn to me, but I will quote them, and I ask everybody to please just make a note of them. First Thessalonians four thirteen. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. Now, let me put the scripture in context. The Thessalonians had actually written to Paul because they were in fear because some of the Judaizers were telling them that they had missed the rapture and that there was no rapture. So as a result of fearing that they had missed the rapture, they feared that they had missed the Most High and that eventually their destiny would be the lake of fire. So out of concern, they wrote this letter to the Apostle Paul asking him for clarity and understanding, and this is what we pick up, Paul answering their conversation, their question in regards to being caught up, or as the church calls, the rapture. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brother, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Yahawashah, Jesus, died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Yahawashah will Elohim, God, bring with him. But this we say, now remember, he says, those who are asleep, Yahweh will bring with them. But look who he's saying who's going to bring with him. He said, for them also which sleep in Yahweh will God, Elohim, bring with him. So are we looking for the return of the Father or the return of the Son? A lot of discussion about is the Son... Elohim, we'll find out, and bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of Yahweh, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord, the sovereign, shall not prevent them which are asleep. Meaning that when the Messiah Messiah returns, that those who are remain will not prevent them who have already gone before, who are deceased, those who live their life in Christ, we sleep. For the Lord himself shall ascend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. Now, 
this portion here is gives us an indication of when it's going to take place. It says, so the Lord himself should ascend from heaven with the shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of Elohim, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up, caught up, what the Christians call rapture, caught up together with them in the clouds to meet them, meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with him. Now, when does this happen? He said, when the last trump. So if it's coming at the last trump, for those people who believe, are those Christians who believe that we will not experience what the Bible refers to in the book of Revelation as the Great Tribulation, well, that just proves that doctrine to be incorrect because the Great Tribulation actually concludes with the last trump. And if I'm incorrect on that, Brother John, would you please correct me uh, if there's any other insight on that? But for my clarity, for my understanding, that when he says that the trump, the sound of the, the dead in Christ arrives first, and the time that this is going to take is going to take place at the last trumpet, well, at the seventh trump, there are seven trumpets of revelation. And if at I'm the at... last trumpet, yes, please, go ahead. Uh, I'm, I'm going to just quickly chime in on this because this is not the thrust of what we're discussing tonight. But I think that it's important for all persons on this earth, (laughs) alive today, to understand and to know that the tribulation period, as El stated, I'm sorry, I call him El for short because that's my dude, but El Eshua, as he stated, you will be here. And the way that you can know this simply is by going into Revelation and, and you first want to recognize that Revelation, the whole book of Revelation, does not happen chronologically. Some of it happens chronologically. Sometimes there's a cameo appearance here that brings out what took place several chapters ago. But the one thing that you will find out is chapters 1 through chapter 11 does happen chronologically. It first talks about the churches. He was caught up, and he sees uh, uh, he's spoken to by the Messiah, uh, and he's told about these various churches. And then it begins to uh, talk about the seals that were being broken. And you'll see that in verse in chapter 6. And at the end of chapter 6, you get all the way through the sixth seal. Number one, folks, that sixth seal, that's when all hell breaks loose. <laughs> that's where... You see the sky roll back like a scroll. You see the stars falling from heaven. There's no mistaking the sixth seal. That's when you know it's going down. That's when the people on earth, all the kings, slaves, the butcher, the baker, the candlestick, everybody is saying, hey, it's going down. And you see that at the end of chapter 6. In chapter 7, it talks about the... Uh, the 12 tribes of Israel, the 144,000. And this is all chronological. You'll see if you look at the, the, the beginning of every chapter, you'll see it says, and then. What does and then mean? It means that I'm continuing from what I said before. And keep in mind that the books of the Bible, they were not numbered when it was written. We numbered them, and I say we as humans, it was numbered subsequently to, so that people can make reference. 
and draw a reference, but it wasn't numbered. And then means that it's a continuous statement. And you'll see those continuous statements go on because after the sixth, after, when the seventh trump sounds, then you, I mean, the seventh seal is broken, uh, then you have the seven trumps. Folks, the tr- same trump that Brother L just spoke of in Thessalonians is the seventh trump, but there's the first through the sixth. And you can follow those trumps, and you'll see all the things that, that are supposed to happen with each trump. And the seventh trump sounds in the 11th chapter. And in the 12th chapter, that's when you get a cameo appearance. But everything from chapter 1 through chapter 11 is chronological. And so for all the persons, be you Christian or Hebrew Israelite or whatever you may claim, do not be mistaken. You will be here on this earth during the Great Tribulation. Brother L. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This line is open. Okay, Okay. Uh, yes, okay, I was muted. I'm back in. Um, And that's the reason why I wanted to address that. And though it may not seem like it has no part with what we're discussing on the show, actually it does. And here's the reason why. Is that when you tell people that they are going to be raptured, and they're going to be raptured before the tribulation, you are doing them literally a grave disservice. Because if one knows that one is going to go through the tribulation, if one knows that they are going to encounter and have to deal with some tough, turbulent times, then one does the spiritual work to fortify themselves with the most time. Because they know that there is a threat that one may endure, and we are going to need him all the more than like never before at that point in time. But if you tell people that they're not going to go through that and that they're going to be magically lifted up out of here prior to that time of difficulty, then they tend to approach life with a lazy, fair attitude, especially in regards to spiritual works. And this is what we're dealing with, these false doctrines that cause people not to live according to the truth. Uh, So... Last scripture on that, and then I'll pass it around to, to, the, to the panel, and we'll discuss it, and that is this right here. Uh, Revelation, Revelation chapter 20, and we'll read verse 1 through 6. Because when you read, to remember, word of scripture is line up on line, precept upon precept. Things are connected. There's a, there's a, there's a synchronization that actually exists within the word of the Most High. Something that you begin to understand the more time that you spend in it, having your senses exercise, your senses exercised even to discern between good and evil. So here we read in Revelation. So the question is, Paul just says literally, there's going to be a, such a thing as that we're going to be caught up. That when the Most High cracks the sky, because in the book of Acts, when he departed, the angel told the disciples and the apostles, why stand you here gazing into the sky? Just as he left, just as he departed, so shall he return. But with the information we just found then, we found that when he's returning, he's not returning by himself. And the question is, what Christians have assumed is that he came to pick somebody up, and then he's going back to heaven. But there is nowhere in the scriptures that state that. It said he's coming. And while he's in the air, it says that those who will remain will be caught up. And this is the specification 
of those who actually will make it into what we call the millennial kingdom of God, the thousand-year millennial reign of Christ, of Hamashiach. Revelation chapter 12, verse 1. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on that on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan, and bound him a thousand years, and cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled, and after that he must be loosed a little season. And I saw thrones, and they that sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Yahweh Jesus, and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Hamashiach a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Resurrection. This is the first resurrection. The Bible calls it the resurrection. Christians call it the rapture. I prefer to go with the scriptures. The resurrection, the first one. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of Elohim and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. So the misconception with the teaching that has come from the world of Christendom is that there's going to be a rapture prior to the tribulation. And that we're going to be caught up to meet him in the air. And then he's going to turn around and take us, into, take us up to heaven. The problem is they never tell us what happens after that. And they really can't because it's inconsistent with the truth. But as the scripture just reveals that he's going to come. And as he comes, returning on his second, his second coming, it clearly says, those who have been martyred. In other words, if your, if your, if your mama... Your great mama, if any of those people, I hear an echo. I don't know if it's coming from me, so let me see if I can blow my voice up. But if any of those people were believing. Yes, Ella, sure. FYI, they, if, there, is, there is an echo. I did want to tell you that because I didn't want you to think I'm picking on you, but there is an echo, and it only happens when you get a little loud, just so you know, FYI. Okay. okay, thank you. Thank you, Seth. Thank you. Be mindful of that. So if you have grandparents, even your ancestors, those who die of natural causes, sicknesses, even murder, if they, were not, if they didn't die as a result of persecution that came from their stance and their relationship with, Christ, with the Hamashiach and for, because they boldly declared the word, if they weren't martyrs, they're not going to be in the first resurrection. And this is exactly what the scripture just said. The first resurrection will be comprised of people, old saints all the way from the Old Testament forward, who were martyred or who died because of the word of the Most High. Here's a shock to people. King David is not in the first resurrection because King David was not martyred for the word of God. But the Apostle Paul will be in the first resurrection. All of the apostles 
will be in the first resurrection because they were all martyred for the word of God. So while we're so fearful to speak out because of persecution, that's the very thing that ensures us that if we get taken out for speaking this truth, and I'm not talking about no Christian gospel. That's right. I'm not talking, I'm talking about declaring the word of the most high, that if we get taken out for that, there is, there awaits us a great privilege of being on this earth, on this planet, when the Messiah physically descends from heaven and comes to rule and reign through and in the city of Jerusalem and the state of Israel. We get to be with him. And he says that for those who died for this cause, we get to rule and reign. Now, right then, if you get it right, you realize Israelites say there is no rapture. I just, just proved you wrong by the scriptures. Christians say they're going to be raptured before the, the tribulation. And that all of us, again, I heard it, and that all of us, let me turn my face down. Okay. And that all of us will be raptured. That's not the scripture. That's not the truth. But for all of those who pay the ultimate price for the word of the Most High, they will be able to live on this planet, this earth, for a thousand years under the Lordship, under the kingship of Yahawashat Hamashiach, Jesus the Christ. Open floor for discussion. Brother moderator, it's into you. Go around. Everyone can have three to four minutes to give a response, and then we'll get back into the next part. <clears throat> okay, quick comment before we get started with opening up the floor. We do have a couple people on the phone lines that we want to allow them to get a word in. Uh, but piggybacking off of what Brother Elishua stated, the Messiah stated plainly, for those who seek to save their life, they will lose their life. For those who seek to lose their life for the Messiah, they will gain life. Gain life. And so it's, it's, <laughs> that, it doesn't get any more simple than that. You, we don't expect you to run into the teeth of the lion. We expect you to run from the lion. But when you are put in position to speak forth the word of God in spite of what the circumstances, including death, may be, that is an honor, as L stated. <laughs> Many right. people wish they could have done that, and they did it. They died a natural death. I expect, to, if I, I know what it means. All my kids know. I, don't, I do not expect to die a natural death. If I do, then Praise be to the most high, but that's the way I want to go. I want a piece of that thousand-year reign right there because I know it's going to be on and popping. Amen. We're going to open this floor up, and we're first we're going to go with uh, Brother Leonard. We haven't heard from Brother Leonard in a minute. I want to, uh, Seth, if you can get Brother Leonard on, let's see uh, if, what type of okay. uh, comment or question Okay, we can like do that, and after Brother Leonard calls, I want to – I'm sorry, Brother John, go ahead. No, no, I'm done. Go ahead. Well, uh, after these said, callers, I'd like to said, comment. Who is that talking? Yeah, please, please, after you, after, after Brother Leonard comments, please let the callers uh, in and see if there's something that, that we want to respond to them down the line. That's what we're talking about, Brother Elisha, the callers. He said let the callers in. Oh, okay, in. okay. 
okay. All right. Okay. After the callers, I would like to comment. That was pretty good. All right. Okay, Erico three three seven eight oh two. Uh brother Leonard, good to hear your voice, uh, in the green room. Go ahead and say hello to the people. Welcome back, brother. Yeah, I just want to say shalom, shalom, shalom to everybody. Shalom. I'm not I'm not I'm not so I don't believe in New Testament. But uh and I wanna say uh shalom to the panel and and uh brother uh Castleberry. I I kinda know him, I've been dialoguing with him. But uh Shalom yeah, so. brother, shalom. Right. Shalom, shalom, brother. Okay, well, brother Little. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead, brother Little. Was you done? I just. Well, yeah. I was just going to. Okay. All right. Well, good to hear your voice again, man. You're always welcome to five or something. You know that. If you have any comments or questions. Press one so your hand will go down. Everybody, once you make your comment, press one so your hand will go down. Wait till I put you on hold, brother, and after about a minute, press one so your hand will go down. That way you can ask more. You can come on more than once. All right. Going back to the phone lines. Uh, hey, brother Seth. Brother Seth. Yes. Before you bring the next call in, can I just respond to that brother's call that just came in? When I right said ahead. messianic, I said messianic, and he said he's non-messianic. Because the people out there, especially if you're Christian and, you don't, and you, you, you're not very familiar with these terms, what that simply means is that I believe we're Israel. Most of the people, all the hosts on this line believe we're Israel, but we are also born again. In other words, we have accepted the Messiah or whether the Messiah has accepted us. When we say, he says non-Messianic, it means that they believe in the teaching of the Torah. Which is the first five books of the Bible, which is referred to as the Dec- which is not the Decalogue, which is referred to as the Law, the instructions, and many and many of them also hold to hold to the prophets, the Torah and the prophets, not just the Torah, the first five books of the Law, but the prophets. But they do not believe that the one whom the Bible refers to in these English translations as Jesus Christ, we refer to as Yahweh Shad HaMashiach, they do not believe that he is the Messiah. But what I appreciate about the brother, that he did not engage in an argument over that issue. He respected yeah. our position. And, sir, I respect yours as well. Shalom. Yeah. It's a classy brother. That's why he, he was co-hosting on that's why I had him co-hosting on the show, because he's a classy brother. But it don't mean he's soft either. Now, he's standing his ground. Uh, all right, going back to the phone lines, Eric code 682561. Uh, brother, go ahead and give us your name. You like to go by on the show. Also, how did you hear about us? And you heard the rules that Brother John said earlier. But uh, we need now your name, city you're calling from, and how you hear about us. Uh, shalom, shalom, shalom. This is Brother Malachi of the Lost Found Israelites. Shalom, Brother Fort Malachi. Fort Texas. Fort Worth, Texas. Shalom, family. I uh, heard about y'all through the uh, Facebook, uh, social media advertisement. Right. And I just wanted to uh, comment. Uh, Brother Malachi. Shalom, Brother Ellis. Yes. Hey, John. Hello? How are you doing, bro? Can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. Good, good. Just want to, just good to hear your voice again, bro. It's been a minute, but um, you, were you looking to make a, a comment? Did you have a question? And uh, it, once you let us know that, we'll put you on the timer. Yes, a comment. All right, but go, yeah. go ahead and drop them two minutes, Seth. Okay, we'll do. Oh yes, uh, yes, I I I, uh, I like what uh, Brother Ella Shill was saying about how. Uh, 
it's not the rapture, it's uh, the resurrection. Uh, I like that statement right there. That's very powerful, and that's with clarity. And that, uh, that you know, there's a lot of confusion because, you know, it's been taught wrong. And sometimes we have to watch the wording, the way things have been translated in uh, in, the, in some of these versions. So that's what I also think contributes to the confusion. Uh, but, yeah, so I just wanted to come in and just say that uh, I, I do like the clarification that uh, Brother Ella Shure gave by saying it is the resurrection. And, uh, Thank you, Brother Malachi. Not, I'll you. Yeah. Thank you, Brother Malachi. Thank you. Thanks for the uh, contribution, Brother Malachi. Again, Brother Malachi, again, another frequent flyer um, who is a regular on the show. Um, Pastor Chris, Brother Purcell, were there any comments, questions that you wanted to put forth before we open the floor back up to uh, Brother L and let him push on through these waters? And Brother Seth, remember I had a comment. Yes, Brother Seth, too. Uh, oh, yeah. Go ahead, Seth. I, I, oh, go ahead, Seth. Yeah, you said you wanted to comment after the caller. So go ahead, yeah, I Seth. just want to say briefly, uh, it'll be less than a minute, that I really enjoy hearing that again. Uh, again, Revelations, everybody, Revelations 20 and 4. Uh, and I saw throngs, uh, yada, yada, yada. It goes on to say, and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, or Yahweh Shah, or Yeshua. And it goes on to say they were resurrecting the first resurrection. And it says in verse 5 that the rest of the dead lived not again until the, um, hold on, y'all, I'm trying to, let me just read it real quick. And I saw throne. Yes, and the rest of the dead, uh, here, verse, verse 5, but the rest of the dead, but the rest of the dead live not again until the thousand years were finished. I just think that it was one of the most profound things. I don't know if it's Brother John brought this out initially or Brother Elishua, but I remember them bringing out, I think Hilton Sutton or somebody said it probably a long time ago. I don't really know, but I just appreciate them bringing that up. That's it. No doubt, no doubt. So, uh, with that being said, if there's no other comments, Brother L, we'll put you back in the driver's no, seat. No, brother, uh, brother, brother Purcell had a comment. Oh, I, my bad. Yeah, I do, want to, please. I do want to comment briefly, uh, and I want to uh, say that I'm with I'm with John on that. Um, I want to go I want to go out with the bangers, um, and the way I see it. Right. The way I see it, I see it as simply uh, something that you hear me talking about a lot on the Five Smooth Stones Network, and that is contending for the faith. Because that's, that's, right. that's simply that's simply what it is. It's contending for the faith. Either you either you standing right. with him, or you ducking and dodging, peeping and hiding. You know which one is it? And that's I'm right. me. Right. I'm going to be found contending. I'm going to be found contending. And the last last comment I want to make is one thing that I recognize in my walk, <clears throat> in the mental time that I've been at this thing, I realize that we as, I'm going to say, 
we as Christians, quote unquote Christians, are working very diligently to get to heaven when the Father is trying to get heaven to us. So that's it. Uh, Speak on it. Speak on it. Speak on it. <laughs> there's a that's that's what really that's where the error comes in. That's that's where the huge error and the confusion on this particular topic comes from. We so busy trying to get to heaven that we we don't understand the Father is trying to get heaven to us. So and it's just it just goes along with a lot of the other things that um and cause so much confusion within the body of Christ. Um, one is the no lack doubt. of understanding kingdom of kingdoms. Um, so, yeah, that, that's all I wanted to say about that. Very good. Um, what I'm going to do quickly, uh, Brother L had me to uh, put together a small piece, uh, which, as he stated, uh, Brother John, just excuse me, didn't mean to cut forth. you off, but we had lost Pastor Chris, but he is sure. back. I didn't know if you want to go to him or not to keep it rolling the way you're rolling. Hold on. Say it again, Brother Seth. I was just saying that we lost Pastor Chris, but he is back, uh, but he did hear a bulk of what LSU was saying. So he's back now. I don't know if you want to get his comments or just keep rolling the way you're doing. Well, I'll just go ahead and make the statement that I'm, state, that I'm stating. We'll bring in Brother Chris, and then we'll take it back to L. Um I think Elishua has stated it, Brother Purcell has stated it, and I'm going to give you the scripture, and I've given this before, uh, but this time I'm going to preface it with what this is, and it's an allegory, and it's important to understand that a lot of the Bible is written allegorically. And you may ask yourself, well, John, what do you mean when you say it's written allegorically if you're not super familiar with English literature or any type of literature that does this. Allegory, uh, the definition is a story, poem, or picture that can be interpreted to reveal a hidden meaning, typically a moral or political one. So if you look in Proverbs, if you look in Ecclesiastes, if you look in Psalms, it talks about the scriptures. Uh, Actually, Brother Seth, can you unmute uh, Elishua? Okay. Now, no, actually, Seth, I'm all right. I muted myself. I keep myself on mute unless I'm speaking, and I overlooked it. And I was going to say, Brother John, that point right there, I really want you to hold that because literally what what he just said about heaven coming to earth, about trying to get heaven to us, and what you have to say, it ties in with the last 30 minutes of the show. And I really wanted to key in because I know that you're going to bring in magic majestically, and so it's going to fit right in. So if we would... Go hold that for just just a little bit longer until we come out to the second portion, and we'll see where it really connects in because we're going right there. Believe me, we're going right God, there. Gladly, gladly. So, okay. um, what what I'll do is go ahead and move to brother uh, Pastor Chris. If there's a question or comment that you want to make in reference to what Elishua had previously stated, uh, please take the floor and do so. Uh, brother John, I'm I'm I'm. I'm with LSU, man. Let him go. Let him go. <laughs> we'll do, Pastor Chris L. The floor is yours. You can move on to the next portion of the, your your uh, topic. Okay. Next portion is because believe me, <laughs> we're tying all this in together. 
when we talk, when we think about the laws or the commandments, we always phrase it as God's commandments as appropriately as we such. And but when we get into the New Testament and then when we begin to address it with the issue of Hamashiach, Christ, all of a sudden the nuances begin to change. And we forget that Christ, Hamashiach, Yahweh and the Father are one. And they did not become one Amen. when when Mary gave birth to a human we call Yahweh They were one before there was even the existence of time. And he will show you throughout scripture and has shown us that he and the Father are one. And he does nothing except for that which he sees the Father do. So somehow what has happened, again, to a certain religion, they have separated that. And they even, oh, I'm supposed to go there. There are believers who think that Christ, Hamashiach, the Son, is on the same level as the Father. But uh, the scripture is going to show you different tonight. So let's begin with the beginning. We're going to begin this point of the show with Genesis, and we're going to end this show with Revelation. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Um can y'all help me out? Because I'm trying to fumble this. Who have scriptures? John, do you have your Bible with you? Uh, I can pull that up. That's what you need. Yes, please. So I can Genesis read it for you one. if you want to. Please go ahead, brother. You have to read. Yeah, Genesis chapter one, verse one. All right, all right. Here, here it comes. Here it comes. All right, Genesis chapter one, verse one. In the beginning. God created the heaven and the earth, and the now earth was without form. Okay. Exactly. In the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the Stop earth. Stop right there. Stop right there. In the beginning, God. Ladies and gentlemen, under the sound of my voice, you are reading Bibles that read in the English language. They have been translated from what is called the Latin Vulgate, which is a translation of Greek and Hebrew Bibles. The people who wrote the Bible, the people in these scriptures, the history that this covers, did not speak English. And English and language are two very distinct languages. So right there when it says, in the beginning, God, the Hebrew word, and you can follow me with your concordances with me, everybody out there listening, understanding my voice, in the beginning, Elohim, the word God, is is an English derivative Actually it comes from the Greek Which means theos And that's just a general reference to things or, or, or To that which is divine But in the Hebrew It's more specific in detail And the word is Elohim And it's used plural and singular Depending upon the context And in this context It is used plural So what it should read is In the beginning The God Apostrophe yes created the heavens and the earth. Now, if you would, uh, skip down to verse 26, Brother Casper, and read right there in Genesis, same chapter, verse 1, and read verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air. 
Okay. Now, if we follow what he just said, based upon our understanding that we just received based upon verse 1, that, that the word God means Elohim, and it can be used singular or plural, plural meaning more than one. And obviously right here in this context, because it begins with, and God, Elohim said, and then the next, verse, next phrase you hear is let us, as, as in two or more parties, create man in our image and our likeness. It tells you who's talking at the beginning of the sentence. God, Elohim. So that means there's more than one God talking there. It's a conversation between at least two gods. All right? Moving right along. John chapter 1, verse 1. We'll find out who the other Elohim is. John chapter 1, verse 1. John, can you get that one for me? And read John chapter 1. I'm sorry. John chapter 1. Verses one through four. All right. Uh, I can, okay. Okay. So if you got it, brother Pastor, go ahead, because y'all might have to be going back and forth from this phone. John okay. chapter one, verses one through four. Okay. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. And without stop, him stop, was not stop, stop. okay. All things were made by who? The word, and, right? And, uh, right. Uh huh. Yeah. In context, because it says, "In the beginning was the word, and the word was with." In other words, there, present with God, Elohim, and it says that all things were made by Him. Go ahead, brother, brother Castleberry. And all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Exactly. So we have it right here. We see whom Yahweh, Yah, the Father, was talking to in Genesis chapter 1. He was talking to his son, because his son... Is divine. He's Elohim, just like his father. I have two sons. Actually, I have three. One is the thief. When I gave birth to my sons, I didn't give birth to anything besides a human, because I'm a human. And when the Elohim begets the only begotten of him, a son, is he not going to be Elohim too? So like I said, he was in him, with him, before there was the beginning. What we're chronicling here in Genesis is just what started after the beginning. He has no beginning. He has no ending. And as the scriptures say, I hear, I share, he is all self-sustaining. He is I am that I am. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, pick it up in chapter, verse 10, right there again, brother, brother uh, Pastor Perry, 10 through 14. He was in the world, and the world was made by him. And the world knew him Made not. by who? Hold up. Hold up. The world was made by who? By him. God. By word. The word, right? And we're going to find okay. out who the word is. Because remember, it says in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And all things right. were made by him. And without him, there was not anything that was made. So as you read right there in verse 10, it said he was in the world. That means he came and lived and dwelt among us. And he said, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. 
He came into mm-hmm. his own. That's Israel, which y'all always talking about. He came to us, and his own received him not. Mm-hmm. But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of Elohim, even to them that believe in his name, which were born not of blood, means not of the flesh, not of the will of the flesh, but not of the will of man, but of God. That means that you're born again. And then what does it say in verse 14, Brother Castleberry? And the, and the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us, and he and we beheld his glory, and the glory uh, as and only the God and of the Father, full of grace full of and grace. truth. Amen. Amen. So, so be it. So, again, we see it right here, that they are one. Uh-oh. Let's change gears. Now we're going to get into the heart of it. And then I'm going to turn back over to the panel, and we're going to discuss it, and then we'll come back for our last session. And what we're going to deal with now, we want to deal with this thing that's keeping so many pastors, that's keeping so many believers from embracing the fact that they are Israel and embracing that now that we Israel, what must we be do? which simply means the very same thing you should have been doing if you was a believer while you was a Christian, and that's keeping the covenant. The very same thing. So with that, before we get into the commandments, we'll go over a brief three segment of the covenant, and then I'm going to give the panelists a chance to comment and respond and whoever may call in. To make this quicker, I'm just going to read it because I wrote it down. <clears throat> what is the covenant? What is the new covenant? The new covenant in the, in the book of – in the New Testament is found in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 16 and 18. And I will also quote the scripture that says, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days. Who is them? Israel. Saith Yahweh, I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now, where remission of these is, there is no more offering of sin. And this is the big, as you can say, how can I put it, the epicenter of salvation, because we have to understand that as a result of the sacrifice of the Lamb of God, speaking of Yahweh Jesus the Christ, there is no more need for offering of sin. He is that priest after the order of Melchizedek that has no beginning and no ending. So I don't need a priest to stand before me, and I go and, and confess my sins to him and give him a little money, break him off something, and then he pray to God and ask God to forgive me for my sins. That is not necessary anymore because of the Levitical priesthood has now been transcended into the Melchizedek Messianic priesthood of Yahweh HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ. But there is nothing within that vein that says the whole of the law has been excluded. We are talking about simply the issue of salvation and right standing being justified by belief because this thing did not believe, did not begin with 12 tribes of Israel. It began with a patriarch by the name of Abraham. And when Abraham believed the promise that the father made it to him. The father said, it has been accounted unto you as righteousness. His righteousness was not based upon him keeping the law. His righteousness was based upon his faith 
and what the Most High said. His righteousness was based upon his faith and trust in Yah himself. That must be very clearly understood by both Israel and Gentiles, Christian and Israelites. It needs to be clearly understood as we get into this. So now, the primary components of the New Testament, of the New Covenant, first to Israel and then to born-again converted Gentiles who call on the name of Yahweh, are Romans chapter 2 and 10, redemption of sin, God's law written on our hearts and the infilling of God's Holy Spirit. Behold, the days come, saith Yahweh, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, or Yehuda, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they broke, although I was an husband unto them, saith Yahweh, but this shall be the covenant, and remember, I'm talking about the new covenant people, that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith Yahweh. I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts, and I will be their Elohim, and they shall be my people. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. Jeremiah 31, verse 34. And I will give them one heart and put a new spirit. Spirit, the Holy Spirit within you, and I will take the stony heart out of their flesh and will give them a heart of flesh that they do. may do what? This is the whole objective for the new covenant, that they may walk in my statutes, keep my ordinances, and do them, and they shall be my people, and I will be their Elohim. That's the word. That's not Elishua Ellison. That's the word. That's not Facebook Israelites. That's the word. The new covenant promised to Israel is the same covenant extended to Gentiles. The author of the New Testament circular letter to the Hebrews clarifies this by confirming in the epistles to the Hebrews. For finding fault with them, Israel, he said, Behold, the days come, saith Yahweh, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant which I made with the fathers. This is a better covenant, and you tend to see why. L. Because yes, sir. I apologize. You you actually your line uh, was not coming through for about thirty seconds, uh, and then okay. you picked back up maybe about ten seconds ago. Okay. So what, okay. what I would recommend okay. is I think one of the uh, uh, galvanizing points that you made is Jeremiah 31 where the he will he will create a new covenant because the old covenant our fathers did not keep uh okay that, and, and that new covenant is so that we can keep his statutes and his laws and his commandments yeah, if you could pick back up from there and move forward okay okay now I'm reading okay so I read I stopped with Jeremiah 34 now I'm picking up it says and I will give them one heart and I will put a new spirit within you. And I will take the stony heart, heart out of their flesh and will give them a heart of flesh that they may do what? This is the objective of the covenant, people. I'm going to say it again. This is the objective of the covenant. One more time. The reason he gave them a covenant and the reason the covenant exists his objective and intended outcome was this, that they may walk in my statutes, keep my ordinances, and do them, 
And they should be my people if they do that. If they walk in my statutes, keep my ordinances, and do them, and they should be my people, and I will be the Elohim. So the new covenant promised to Israel is the same covenant extended to Gentiles. The author of the New Testament section letters to Hebrews clarifies this by confirming to the epistle Hebrews. For finding fault with them, he said, Behold, the days come, saith the Most High, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Yehuda, Judah, not according to the covenant when I made their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they continued not in my covenant, and I regarded them not, said Yahweh. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says Yahweh. I will put my laws into their mind. I will write them in their hearts, and I will be to them an Elohim, and they shall be to me a people. The law of Elohim, via the Holy Spirit, is expressed in the heart or consciousness of the born-again believers in the form of guidance, instruction, conviction of sin, and most certainly, Things that transgress the law For that is sin According to the scripture definition Sin is transgression of the law Beloved now are we the sons of Elohim And it doth not yet appear what we shall be But we know that when we shall appear We shall be like him For we shall see him as he is And every man that cometh And hath this hope in him Purifies himself Even as he is pure for whosoever committed sin transgresses also the law. Over to you all for discussion, Brother Moderator, and then we'll come back in for our last session. Very well, very well, L. Very well. Um, let's go around, Robin. Let's see what the the co-hosts <clears throat> have to say. Any comments? Any questions? Anyone uh, who is a co-host, please speak. Let us know what your thoughts are. Oh, well, hold on. All right. Brother John. Yes. Brother John, hold on yes. just a second before the, yes. before the panel. There's one point I need to come in because I may about to answer a lot of questions or, or comments that people have. The law and what we refer to the law. I live in the city of – I'm not going to tell you my exact city. I live in Dallas-Fort Worth. And the city that I live in, just in this city, municipal, there are over 2,000 ordinances. 2,000. 2,000 of them. That's not the state of Texas. That's just the city. We have an aversion against the law based upon our religious orientation, not based upon our lifestyle. Because everybody under the sound of my voice, every day, you get up and go about your business, and without even being conscious and aware of it, you are obeying laws that you don't even know exist. So this whole aberration and this thing that we have about the law, it came from religion, not the life that we live. Now, break it down here real quick, and then we'll kick it to the panel, because I think it's something that everyone needs to understand. When we talk about the law, there are three divisions of the law in the Torah. There's the book of the covenant, which we talked about, which we were speaking about. Now, the second covenant, and that's Exodus chapter 21, verse 223. There is a code of ethics and civil law. So we're talking about the government of a nation, not a religion. There are codes of ethics and civil law, and they are covered in Deuteronomy chapters 12 through 26. 
And then the law that we are talking about is particularly in question tonight is the holiness code, Leviticus 19.226. The first order of business when the Israelites came out of Egypt, I think of Mount Ephraim, I can't think of the name of it, is that they stopped. And the first well, thing that the most high did before they – go ahead. Who was that? I'm sorry. Hold on a second, everybody. Somebody's moving around, y'all. We got too many lines open. Please mute us unless you're getting ready to talk. Everybody except John and Ellis Jewish. Uh, other everybody else should have their line muted. Go right ahead. So, so, again, we have three divisions of laws, and the laws we're talking about right now in question are what we call the sacrificial laws, the laws of sin and death, the law of righteousness, as Paul referred to in Romans chapter ten, and I believe it was verse four when he said that Hamashiach is the end of the law for righteousness. Now, anybody here with any literary understand that when you specify something in comparison to something else, he's literally drawing attention to this part of it, not excluding the rest, as we're going to find out, even with the Messiah saying how people are receiving. And what we're going to find out, as I kick it over to the, to the panelists, if you don't keep the commandments, you can be born again, spirit-filled. Said the sinner's prayers, Romans 10, 9, and 10. But if you don't do that and keep the commandments, you will not inherit eternal life. You will not inherit the tree of life. And I'm going to show it to you right in the scripture. It ain't going to be no left room open for no discussion because it's so important. It literally says that if you don't keep the commandments, you're not going to get it. All right, Brother John, back to you. It's you. All right. <clears throat> Very well. We're going to open it up uh, so that persons can comment. I'm going to give my comment first because I feel like it's very important for the general understanding of everyone who's listening in and everyone who will listen in. Two sets of laws, folks. Now, Elishua went in and specifically was explaining um, the civil law that, that ran the government of Israel, the commandments, statutes. He went in and spoke about those. Those all came under the Levitical priesthood. That's the law that governed Israel. If you go to Romans nope, 8. Nope, I have to disagree with you, John. And we have a moment. discussion. So I can, uh, you you have an opportunity. We have a discussion. So I think I can join in and just say that when you say the Levitical priesthood, the Levitical uh-huh. priesthood does not consist of all of the law. I just told you that in Deuteronomy. Yeah. It doesn't. It, it, it absolutely doesn't because the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, as pointed out in Romans 8, makes reference to the law under the Levites, which is the law of sin and death. You sin, you die. And then the law that the Most High spoke of in Jeremiah 31 which is that new covenant, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Now, if you want to dispute that, uh, feel free. Um, but if, if okay, if I you... will. I will real quick, real quickly. Oh, 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 listen. For time's sake, are we going to get the other people's end with their questions? Because I mean, Ellis should be holding and come back after So we'll give L a it. one minute response. Is that all right, L? Okay, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. It'll be brief. We got it. When you say All right, the give them a one-minute response, please, Seth. Okay, real quickly. 
if you all will pick up the Torah tomorrow in your reading, you're going to find out that there's three differential divisions of law. Because when he gave the Torah, and this word Torah means instruction, he was giving instruction to a people who had just come out of slavery, out of bondage, and had no place, no wonder, they were wandering in the wilderness. He gave them instructions on how to build and govern a nation. And there is no nation that exists solely in the religious tense. There are aspects that we do physically, like when we cut our grass, when we go to work, and what have you. Those laws are not in the Levitical law. And I can say it clearly because if you pick up the scriptures, you're going to find that the laws in Deuteronomy that I just quoted to you, uh, that section, and the laws in Leviticus are different. The laws in Leviticus, they deal with the primary thing of sin and death, just as he stated. If you don't comply with those laws, all the other laws, you might as well have broken them anyway because you are condemned for eternity. But if you, and that's why it's the primary law. So when it says that, remember this, here's another thing. Did the law in Israel only consist, consist of what took place inside that temple? And the temple, the Levitical law, it specifically has to do with that which is oriented in the temple. So my question is, if that's the whole of the law, what did they do when they went outside the temple? I'm done. Okay. I'll, I'll respond to that, but I want to go ahead and open it up. Um <clears throat> to the floor, and then once they're done, I'll get back with that, uh, Elishua. So let's go ahead and open it up. That sounds Persons good. who are either one uh, co-host, if there are any hands up, Brother Seth, you can let me know. Um, no hands up at this time. Uh, oh, Brother Leonard had a – his hand was up. Uh, but Brother – how about you want to do it? Brother Leonard, hand is up, and then you got the co-host. How about you want to do it? I want to comment whenever, <laughs> just whenever, whenever. All right, you can go ahead and comment now, um, please. Um, go ahead and I have a question. I have a quick question. I'll be quick. My question is this to Ellis Short. I got a comment and a question. Um, number one, let me ask Brother Ellis Short the question. If you're led by the Holy Spirit, no hocus pocus, praying in tongues, faking fake tongues, but the real tongues. If you really serious, okay. Again, this is for the believer that is really led by the Holy Spirit. You wake up 8 o'clock in the morning, you're led by the Holy Spirit. Somebody else keep the Levitical, the Levitical laws. Okay? At the end of the day, would they have kept the same amount of uh, laws? LSU. Ella Shaw? Hey, no, I think you have him muted. He's muted. You're muted. No, okay, I, I didn't mute nobody. No, it was me. It was me muted. I mute myself when I'm not talking. And I have to remember myself to remember to unmute myself. But yes, I can answer that question real simple. Is that if a person is filled with the Holy Spirit In a minute. And they obey please. the In a minute, only because I got another comment. Go right here. Okay. Okay, yeah. So if they obey Thy word, which says, uh, Thy word shall meditate day and night, and this is the good. But if they obey in absolute obedience, then you know what? Yes, they're most, they are, they are, not most likely, they are keeping whatever commandment it is at that given time or point. But there are also, and that's why I can be said, they're going to put it in our mind. And that's the relative part that we want to exclude from this whole premise. He says, going to put it in our mind. 
What did he tell Christ? What did Christ tell us? He tells us how do we get it in our mind. We meditate on it day and night. Blessed is the man okay. who walketh not in the kingdom so, of So God. what I'm trying to say is this. This is my question, my pointed question. If a person wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning and they go to bed at 8 o'clock at night, if they are led by the Holy Spirit, will they keep the law? Yeah, if they listen to only the Holy Spirit and not their tradition, like, Here's a good example, real quick. No, no, no. Um, Keep seven. in mind, we're not, we're not talking about. And I want you to finish. We're not talking about no, no, somebody no, saying we're doing it again for 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 time. No, no, no. no. We're talking about those that's talking, not no, really doing it. Hold on, hold on, brother Ellis. Just real quick. Those that's faking and shaking. Let's not talk about them. The people. Well, we're that not talking about people faking and shaking. I don't want to okay, address people okay, faking okay, and shaking. I'm so talking about people shaking. Let me respond real quick. Nobody. Hold on. Let me finish my question. I'm about done. You about to finish? I'm asking you the question. Let me get it out. If nobody is faking and shaking, and they wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning, go to bed at 8 o'clock at night, if they led by the Holy Spirit, no hocus-pocus fake stuff, will they keep the law? If they know it. But even if they don't know it, they will, they will in all terms, keep it. But here is the problem, Seth, and I'm going to give you a great example. There are over 400 denominations, Christian denominations, in America alone. There are probably over 150 million Christians in America alone, and they all gather on the Sunday. 99% of those people do not, and we're talking about the pastors because they're in charge of the church. These are people who are supposed to hear the voice of God. They read the word of God. But here's one very obvious one, and I only use this as a point of reference because it's so obvious. Do any pastors in do, do what's the percentage of pastors in America who keep the Sabbath or who believe the Sabbath is on a Sunday? The percentage is about ninety nine percent. So that clearly says that if you don't have the, if you don't have the meaning of understanding of what you're keeping and reading, that's why it says to meditate upon the law day and night. He says he's going to put it in our mind as well as in our heart. Our heart means to our heart, our mind. That activity, that means that we're meditating upon the word. We're, we're reading, the, reading the law. That's why I come literally, even in Christian synagogues where we think we're Christian, in the first century of the church, before they would even read or talk about these epistles, which they didn't even have, what did they speak of? What did they do? Matter of fact, let me slow down. Here's a good example, then I'm finished. I give it back to you and then back to John. Actually, yo, I'm not going to cut you. You asked for 30 seconds, and you did at least a minute and 30. Okay, okay, but this is my last point. It's, it's 10 seconds. Okay. Sanhedrin Council, Sanhedrin Council. And when they were talking about the differences between the Gentiles and the disputes, what did, I believe it was uh, Peter said, he said every Sabbath they have the law, Moses, read to them, in the synagogue Those are Christians Those are what y'all call Christians Messianic believers But every Sabbath Before they started their service In the synagogues They had the reading of the law So well, I'm going to say this I'm going to say this in, in less than And I, I'm looking at the clock I'm going to say in less than 15 seconds Literally LSUA is 99% of pastors are, are, are having church on Sunday I think you need to We need to Really look at that. I'm not going to say one percent is right, because I do believe the Father look at the heart. I can't. As you got the show. I can't talk long, but I I don't know that the Sabbath. I don't feel like the Father is saying no. You're worshiping me. Y'all crying out to me. Your heart is really after me, but it's the wrong day. So I don't accept it. I don't believe that. 
I think he accepts so that worship. So what you're doing is you're rationalizing the so, truth. So, so, hold on. Let me get this out. I just believe that he is looking at the heart of those people and sin is when a man know to do right and he don't do it. I just don't see the Sabbath the way you're preaching it. That's just me. Okay. So let's stop there. Uh, we roughly have about 25 minutes before uh, 10 o'clock. Let's see if there's anyone who has anything to say, uh, comment, question, interjection. Um, if there is, great. Yeah. If there's not, then then we'll pick up where we are right now. Yes, 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 yes. I, uh, okay, Brother Uh-huh, yeah, man, he said so much, man. He is really going in there. I'm just he hit on so many different uh, topics and stuff. I just kind of want to compliment and add to it. Um, I want to read this scripture here in Matthew 24, uh, just kind of piggyback. Uh, on what he stated earlier, uh, the 24 verse, I'm going to start at 36. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that uh, Noah entered into the ark. And knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. All right. And uh, I just, that was piggyback on you talking about the rapture and things like that. It just kind of compliments uh, a little bit what he was saying on that. And the other one, uh, I wanted to go to Zechariah real quick 14. 14, uh, 14 and 12. Chapter 14, I want to start at 12. Uh, and this shall be the plagues wherewith the Lord will smite all the people that have fought against Jerusalem. Their flesh shall consume away while they stand upon their feet, and their eyes shall consume away in their holes, and their tongue shall consume away in their mouth. And it shall come to pass in that day that a great tumult from the Lord shall be among them, and they shall lay hold every one on the hand of his neighbor, and the hand shall rise up against his, against the hand of his neighbor. And Judah also shall fight in Jerusalem, and the wealth of all the heathen round about shall be gathered together, gold and silver and a pearl in great abundance. And so shall be the plague of the horse and the mule and the camel and the ass and all the beasts that shall be in these tents as the plague. Uh, my, my point to that was... Uh, Feast of Tabernacles, and it shall come to pass that every one that is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall even go up from year to year to worship the King of the Lord of hosts and to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. All right, and it shall be that the whosoever uh, will not come up of uh, all the families of the earth until Jerusalem to worship the King, the Lord of hosts, even upon them shall be no rain. The point I'm reading on that is to show that the ceremonial laws will be in full effect when Christ comes. Uh, that's the Feast of Tabernacles, okay? Uh, there's another scripture uh, and uh, with past prophets talking about from uh, from Sabbath to Sabbath, uh, new moon to new moon, uh, how uh, these things are uh, going to be taking place in the day of the Lord. Um 
So, I mean, uh, my, my point is um, on the last subject he was hit on was uh, 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 speaking about the day of the Lord and the laws. Uh, the laws was broken into five categories. I'm, I know I'm going fast. I'm trying to catch up. So much was said. Um, but five categories, sacrifice, Christ is our sacrificial lamb, and judgment. Uh, that's that sin and death. If you sin, you die, right, because that's how we governed our uh, society. Right, but this, uh, we can, we don't have that power to condemn a man to death for sin, because none of us is worthy. Right, um, so those two. But far as the ceremonial, far as the dietary, far as the moral or royal law, those are still in full effect. That, that's all I watch. All those of them are in full here. effect. That's that, and therein lies your problem. All of them are in full effect. You cannot you cannot say that you're not worthy to condemn a man, those laws are still in effect, okay? Um, and and again, may, these, are, may, these are opinions. If I may, you, if I may one, you may not, because I've sat here and I said I was going to respond to you, and I am, and then you will. You can, you can jump in right after I'm done because, it, it, again, this is just me responding to you. I wanted people to get an opportunity to, to say what they wanted to say. <clears throat> the way you broke those laws down, what, who were the administrators? Of those laws, because there's only two covenants. You said uh, who was the administrator of the old covenant? Oh, I'm sorry, uh, but the castle oh. that was directed to Elishua and responding oh, okay. to oh. what he was saying earlier. <clears throat> got, got, got. Are you there, L? Yeah. What's the question? Okay, a, a bit ago you were breaking the the, the laws of the Torah. You were breaking those down. Mm-hmm. And I was asking you, I was saying there's only two covenants. Who were the administrators of the laws that you broke down? Are you talking about the Levitical law? You remember I said the law of sin and death, and you said no. That That's only no, one part the of the law. I said no. I said the Levitical law falls upon the, the law of sin and death falls upon the Levitical law. Exactly, and so do all the other laws that were – Old Testament laws because they all come under the old covenant. No, they also had judges. Judges, but Leviticus, the Levites, the Levites. If you had to take, let's put it like this here: if you had an issue and that issue had to come up for adjudication and appear before court, it was not the Levitical priesthood that took care of that. That was the judges, and that's why I keep telling y'all there's two, there's more than one division of law. When you talk about the law of sin and death. All those laws pertain to the temple, and that was the work of the Levites. That has now literally been suspended, and literally the law of sin and death has been replaced by the law of spirit of life in Christ. It is the Holy Spirit that now administers the Levitical aspect of the law because we now have a new priest because we are in him, in Christ, and he's the one who administers that law. And what Pastor, I mean, Brother Casper was saying, simply put, is that there are aspects of the law, and I alluded to this yesterday, and I said again, that we could keep in the land that we cannot keep outside of the land because we are no longer a sovereign people. So that means we don't have the power to enforce the violation of those laws. And as far as as far as the violation, oh, last point, as far as the violation resulting in death, that price has been paid. Okay. Unless you, you go out and murder know, somebody, Elle. if you go out and murder somebody, if you go out and murder somebody, that doesn't just fall under the moral law 
That falls under the judicial law. If you murder somebody, you're going to be stoned according to that law. Elishua, you have to understand that in this type of format, that when we get to this point, <clears throat> we literally have to make 30-second, one-minute comments. Because I don't do sound bites, and I've said that a number of times. That's why I don't like rushing the show, because you get misinformation the show's not being sound bites. The show, is, the show is not being rushed. However, you, you have three components, and you got to get through all of those components. And so this part of the show, what we're trying to do is to create discussion. And, and, and so what, all I'm saying is that if I can give a one-minute response to what you were saying, I'm just asking for a one- to two-minute response back because when you respond or when I respond, someone else may want to respond. That's all I'm saying. That's fine. So, That's fine, and we'll have no problem with that. Okay. So <clears throat> we have a judicial system, a legislative system, and an executive system but they all come under the United States government. And that government here is a, a government, quote, unquote, for the people, by the people. That's not what Israel had, in, as we well know. That Israel had a kingdom, all right? And what I'm trying to say is that within that kingdom, and, and you're talking about the judges, the judges did not make the law. The judges judged no. between – yes, the judges judged between – this person, that person. The judges did not teach the laws. The Levites were the ones who taught the law. And so what, what you're saying I agree with as far as the fact that when something happened, people would go before the judges, but those judges were not the ones who created the law. Those laws were created by the commandments written by the finger of God, and the uh, uh, ordinances were written by Moses. And mm -hmm. the administrators of that law were the Levites. Is that right or wrong? Yes, they were, they were the administer of the ordinances of the law, remember. And that's what I'm trying to get to because I don't want to run out of time here because it's the most important aspect of the whole show, and that's dealing with this issue of commandments. There were ordinances, there were statutes, and there were commandments. And what I tried to clarify, so I might not like to really open up the, the floor for discussion until we basically got the information out, and then we can talk about all the information. But based upon the format of give and take, I just thought it was only fair for people to interject and give in their, their comment on it. But there are, again, there are statutes, there are ordinances, and there are commandments. And this last section that I want to deal with is that the commandments, speaking of the commandments, many of us want to refer to them as the Ten Commandments. And some of those commandments are found in Leviticus as well as Deuteronomy. And the very commandment that most Christians use when they say for the exclusion of the law, when Christ told the young ruler, when he asked him about, you know, what, I mean, no, he wasn't asked. He was asked by a Pharisee, what's the greatest commandment? And he said, to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and soul and mind. That comes out of Leviticus. That's not out of Numbers. That does not come out of the Ten Commandments. Uh, the love, honor thy, and to love thy neighbor as thyself. That comes out of Deuteronomy. That is a commandment. That is not a statute. That's not an ordinance. It's, it's a commandment. And as we'll see here as we get into this, and I'm going to jump right into this, and then we'll come into the last portion of it because I'm going to clip out a whole lot of what I was going to go over. But I just want to say this three, these, these things here, and then we'll get right to this last thing, and then we'll end it with whatever time we have left. Hopefully, Seth will in, in, enable us to go over about 20 minutes over. So I'll begin right here real quick, and I'm not going to even quote these scriptures. And, and Matthew Hold on one second, 17. Brother L. 
One second, okay. Brother L. Uh, Brother Seth, we're pressing 10 minutes prior to uh, 10 o'clock. Uh, and so let's go ahead and make a decision to roll over now so that everyone knows yes. and go ahead and give the um, phone number so people will be aware and we don't have to rush into that with one minute right. left and someone has something really important and, to and say. John, thank you, uh, everybody. Those who are just listening online, listening online, remember you must call the phone line if you want to roll over with us. We'll roll, roll over a little bit. I'm let John and LSU determine that. I have a lot up to 10, 25, but they don't have to go that far. However, whatever they want to do, that's on, their, that's on them. But those of you listening online, if you want to continue to roll over with us, you must call the phone line if you're listening online. Those of you on the phone lines, don't move past 10 because you can't call back. The phone number, again, for those of you listening online that want to get in on us as we roll over, if that's what we're going to do, is 914-205-5590. John, if I may just say this, you did get a chance to get others in. I know you can put us on a timer. We have a timer, but it's just probably fair that everybody get to say something. I mean, I'm just however y'all want to do it now. It's up to y'all. It's just y'all's show. Well, I've asked. I've asked several times, um, and it seemed like there was no one. Yes, he did. Yeah, it seemed like there was okay. no one there. Do you have someone who no, can no, hand you up? No, no, when you ask, I commented. That don't mean that uh, you can go around robbing and see what they want to do, but, you know, everybody, we're going 100 miles an hour, and some people don't want to talk that fast. They just want to get out what they're saying and just put them on a the timer. You can go around robbing and see if anybody wants to say anything. Maybe they don't All want to right. say anything. Well, we, let's, let's give a 60-second um, timer and let everyone uh, get a statement in if they choose. I'm I'm good, man. We can we can keep moving. Uh, uh, All right. I'm, I stand point. I'm good. I, All I right, brother Purcell. Thank you for for that. Any are there any other? Yeah, going once, going twice. Right, y'all go ahead. Y'all go ahead. I'm 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 right there uh, with you, man. Listening. All right. Y'all go ahead. All mm-hmm. right. Going going three times, brother L. Thanks for giving us a moment to. Just check on those callers. Go ahead and take the floor and um, complete okay. that thought. Okay. Uh, make a note of the scriptures, please, for those who cannot follow along right now. I'm reading out of John chapter 14. I'm going to begin with verse 9. It says, Have I been so long with you that thou hast not known me? Speaking to Philip. He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest then, show us the Father. Believest thou now that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father dwelleth in me. He does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works sake. Skip down to verse 15. Remember, that's why I come out read the passage from Genesis. When the commandments, these commandments that we talk about, remember, the Father and the Son are one. They are his commandments as much as they are the Father's commandments. And this is what he says. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. This is what the, this is what the covenant promised. And that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth not him. Neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you, and he shall be in you, and I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. And that day ye shall know that I am in the Father, and ye in me, and I in you. 
He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Judah saith unto him, not Issachar, Lord, how is it that thou will manifest unto us and not unto the world? And Jesus answered and said, if a man love me, he will keep my words. And my father will love him, and we will come unto him, and I will make my abode with him. He that loveth me not, not my sins, and the word which you hear is not mine. But the fathers which sent me, these things have I spoken unto you, being you present with me. But the Comforter, the Holy Ghost, whom the Father send in my name, shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. A success question about if we're following the Holy Spirit, yes, if we're being taught and to know what it is we're following. Whatsoever I said unto you, peace I leave with you. Your peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, I give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again. If, I, if, you, if you love me, you will rejoice because I go, and I go unto the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it comes to pass that when it comes to pass, you might believe. Hereafter, I will not talk much with you when he goes on to talk about that uh, they come, that they hear him. So we see right there, that's the, that's the Messiah's word. And he is talking to the 12 apostles, the 11 apostles, who will go on, who will build the foundation of what we consider the new creation church or the new creation Israel. And he's telling them, if you love me, then you have a responsibility and an obligation to keep my commandments. Uh, John chapter 1, we all know what that, John, I mean, First John, the epistles, First uh, John and Second John, when it talks about keeping the commandments. Verse 12, then these are the last two verses, and then we'll be over to them. Um, Revelation chapter 12, verse 17. And all I'm going to do is give scriptures. <laughs> Revelation, come on, computer. Does anybody have Revelation chapter 12? They can go ahead and read it, verse 17. Uh, 11, 17? Yeah. Revelation, okay. It. You got, got it. it? All right. And this is. And it says, and the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed. That's talking about Israel. What seed is this, John? What are you talking Who are you talking about? There's quite a bit of them. What particular aspect of them? Those which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Those which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Revelations 14 and 12. In the states, here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God, of Jesus, of Yahweh Shai. And our last scripture, Revelation chapter 22. Remember, we're talking about the end game now. So this is the conclusion of the matter because we're talking about the end game. Revelation chapter 22. And I'm going to read. <clears throat> And he said unto me, verses 22, and he said unto me, these things are faithful and true, and Yahweh, and, and Yahweh Elohim of the holy prophets sent his angels to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. Behold, I come quickly, 
Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. And I, Jal, saw these things and heard them. And I heard and seen and fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which showed me these things. Then saith he unto me, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant and thy brother in the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book. Worship Elohim. And he said unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, but the time is at hand. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. And, and behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He began with an earthly kingdom. <laughs> he came back with a physical kingdom, with a spiritual kingdom, and then he'll end with another physical kingdom. Blessed are they that do his commandments. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they, they may have a right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates. We're going to take a two-minute break because, Seth, you have to call me because every time we do this show, after I've been on this line for two hours, it cuts me off. So you're going to have to call me back, and if there's any listeners on the line and you've been listening in via the Internet, you are about to be cut off at 10 o'clock. So if you want to continue on the next 20 minutes. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Slow it down a little bit. Number one, I already did that. Number two, what do you mean it's going to cut you off? Your phone getting ready to cut you off? And that's what I just stated. It happens Okay, every so day your battery is your battery's going call. low. Okay. All right, so if your battery's no, going to go low, how am I going to call you back? Y'all, everybody no, no, just bear no, no, with no, the sports back. It's not bad. Let's do this, everybody. Brother John, I'm going to talk to LSU in the green room about this phone thing, and uh, can you just kind of uh, just give us about two minutes, okay? No, oh, John, John, what you can do, what you can do, John, during that time is please go ahead and now talk about what I wanted you to talk about in regards to the tree of life. Sure, I can do that. Okay. All right, Brother Steph, I'm waiting for you in the green room. All right. All right, so, folks, what L uh, wanted me to discuss with you uh, initially, uh, what, what we were t- talking about pertains to the tree of life, and the thing that we have to understand is that the story of them in the garden is an allegory. And I took that's the reason why I took a moment to bring to everyone's attention exactly what an allegory is. It's, it has a deeper meaning than what you see at surface level. <clears throat> uh, obviously, the apple, as the world calls it, was or the fruit, as it's called there in the Bible, was not a physical fruit, uh, and the allegory of this, and this is not initially my own um, revelation. My elder brother uh, brought it to my attention some years back, and it was plausible, uh, but as time went on, scriptures began to support it, and I'll go over those scriptures with, but what he was explaining is that the tree of life was none other than the Messiah, and the the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was Satan. 
Uh, and so, as I stated before, I was kind of like, well, you know, I guess that could be. That's a possibility. But then when I considered the number of times that the Bible has used a tree to represent man. Um, and so I'm going to go over those scriptures with you because I do believe that that, that is a plausible uh, revelation. So first, I'm going to go to Daniel 4, and this is when Nebuchadnezzar had a dream, and Daniel was interpreting this particular dream. And he, Daniel tells Nebuchadnezzar the dream, or uh, actually Nebuchadnezzar is telling Daniel the dream. And he says in verse 10, again, he, uh, Daniel 4 and 10, thus were the visions of mine head in my bed. I saw, and behold, a tree in the midst of the earth, and the height thereof was great. The tree grew and was strong, and the height thereof reached unto the heaven, and the sight thereof to the end of all the earth. And he goes on to explain this particular uh, uh, situation uh, to Daniel. And then Daniel explains to Nebuchadnezzar the interpretation of the dream. And that I'm going to pick up. One moment. Okay, I'm going to pick up at verse 19. Then Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, was a stony for one hour, and his thoughts troubled him. Then the king spake and said, Belteshazzar, let not the dream or the interpretation thereof trouble thee. Belteshazzar answered and said, My lord, the dream be to them that hate thee, and the interpretation thereof to thine enemies. The tree that thou sawest, which grew and was strong, whose height reached unto the heaven, and the sight thereof to all the earth, whose leaves were fair, and the fruit thereof much, and in it was meat for all, under which the beast of the field dwelt, and upon whose branches the fowls of the heaven and had their habitation. It is thou. He says, it is you. you, O king, thou art grown and become strong, for thy greatness is grown and reacheth unto the heaven and thy dominion to the end of the earth. I'm not going to read any further than that because the whole objective was to show you that Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. And in this dream, and again, this dream came from God. And when it was interpreted, interpreted Nebuchadnezzar was that tree. Now I'm going to go to another verse, which uh, actually, I'm not going to go to the verse, but I want to say it's in Mark. And this is where uh, the Messiah was healing a man who was blind. Um, I want to say it was Mark, maybe Mark 4, somewhere thereabouts. Um, But for those who are a bit more familiar with the scriptures, you will recall that he was healing a man who was blind. And through the course of killing him, he asked him, what do you see? And the man said that. I think it's chapter 8. Thank you. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Who who was that speaking? It's Purcell. Purcell, uh, if you could scroll. Do you have that scripture in front of you? Um, I can hold it up. Hang on one second. What's Mark 8? Yeah, I, I just scroll down to the part where the Messiah asks him, what does he see? Because I think this is important, and it gives substance to the notion 
that the revelation of the tree of life being the Messiah and the tree of the fruit, I mean, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil being Satan, it gives substance to it. So, okay, eight and twenty-three. To please. All right, and he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands upon him, he asked him if, if he saw aught. And he looked up Anything. and said, I see men as trees walking. After that, he put his hands again upon his eyes and made him look up, and he was restored and saw every man clearly. Thank you. And he sent him away. Okay, gotcha. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Brother, Brother Castleberry, thank you for reading, and thank you for reading for L earlier. We appreciate that, that assistance. So, folks, he put his hands on. Now, think about this. He's healing a man who was blind. And this particular man, when he first looks, and the Messiah asks him, do you see anything? This man saw men upon the earth as trees. Think about that. It's almost like he went beyond what we are seeing physically, and he saw what we are seeing as spiritually. And the reason why I say spiritually is because you will know them by their fruit. Well, where do you find fruit normally? In trees. So the point of me say, stating all of this is that the, the notion of the revelation that the tree of life in the garden was the Messiah. The tree of, of knowledge of good and evil was Satan. It, it's, it's Satan. It's a plausible notion. And the last statement is that if you look in Revelation and you look at the attributes of the tree of life and it's there to heal the nations, it gave 12 different fruits each month to heal the nations. It's like when you consider all of the personalities in the Bible, if that's not the Messiah, uh, you know, I don't know what is. What other fruit could you eat that allows you to live forever? If you remember, they put man and his wife out of the garden because unless they eat of the tree of life and what? Live Live forever. forever. Check this out. So with that being done, uh, Brother L, you can go ahead and uh, pick up where you want to pick up. Hold on, let me okay, see what excellent. time we got. Ten oh six. Okay, excellent, excellent. I'm going to pick up at Revelation twenty one and nine. <clears throat> Purcell began the show, and he stated, "Christians and the church and believers in general are trying to get to heaven, when the Most High has already ordained, according to His sovereign will, for heaven to come to us." Revelation twenty one nine. And there came unto me. One of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, and I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. Having the glory of God in her light was likened to a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. And check this out. And had a wall great and high, and twelve gates, and the gates, and at the gates there were twelve angels, and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. 
And you don't think being an Israelite people, that is being an Israelite is a significant thing? Well, guess what? In the New Jerusalem, they can't even get into the city without coming through you. Put that in your peace pipe and smoke on it for a while. And, on, and it talk, talks <laughs> about the gates. Talks about the gates of the city and and how the gates will be shut and be open and set to those any that defileth and there will be no abomination. Now let's pick up verse twenty-two, the last chapter. But I said I promised that, and also I promised at the beginning of the show that I was going to show you a scripture where the Messiah, Yahweh, the Son, stated that the Father is greater than He. John chapter four, fourteen, verse twenty-eight. You have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If you love me, you would rejoice, because I said I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. Revelation chapter 22, verse 14. Blessed are they that do do his commandments, that they may have a right to the tree of life, and that they may enter in through the gates into the city. For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. I am Yahweh or Jesus, have sent mine angels to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root of the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say come. And let him that hears say come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whoever will, let him take the water of life freely. For I testify unto every man that hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, and we just read a whole lot about commandments coming out of Revelation. <laughs> right. And read, check this part out here. Because this is life, this is eternal life and death serious. God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. He which testified these things says, surely I come quickly. I'm done. Great. You read it. So. <laughs> you, read it in, you read it in verse 14. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have a right to the tree of life. You read it in twenty and verse and fourteen, and it and it says those who keep his commandments and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. You read it in Revelation chapter twelve, and the dragon who went to make war with the seed of the woman. Those who do what? Who keep the commandments and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Yahweh Shad Hamashiach. I'll pray to the Most High. Hallelujah. Praise Yah. John is back into your hands. Very good. Hallelujah. So, uh, Hallelujah. In light of the amount of time that we have left, let's go ahead and give our final comments, and um, uh, we'll be off until that good night. Uh, Brother Castleberry, uh, anything that you would like to comment on, uh, question, whatever the case may be, and then uh, you can say goodbye to everyone on uh, listening in to the show. All right. That was a, it was a pretty good show, man. I'm glad to be on. Uh, I just knew for sure LSU was going to say, oh, here it comes. 
I just knew he was about to say something like that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he was a bit dramatic at towards the end. Man, I must yeah. Admit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you did that, Illusua. Great job, great job, great show. All right, I'll I'll thank y'all for having me. Very you. good. Mm-hmm. All Pastor right. Chris, All uh, any comments at, at the end uh, <laughs> as it pertains to my the, comments? What you've heard, uh, brother? You do you what you did a wonderful job as moderating, and I want to thank, thank brother El El Yeshua for putting out the truth and backing it up with Bible with uh with the Bible. Um, you know he did a good job. You know y'all need to have him on some more so we can learn some more. Brother, Very thank good. you El Yeshua. I'm you sure he'll be. He's, he's yeah he's one of the more regular frequent flyers as we thank know. You, Pastor Chris, you know I love you, man. I love you too, brother. Take care of yourself. All right. Like Brother Purcell. Are you there? He might be uh, muted. muted. Unmute yourself, Purcell. All he right. Well, away. Let's uh let's see. Uh, Brother Leonard, are you still there? I believe you wanted to have a final comment. Yeah, let me open up Brother Leonard's line. Uh Brother Leonard, your line is open. Go ahead with your final comment. Right now. Yeah. It was at 9 o'clock, but it's, it's all good. Oh, yeah, my bad, brother. Uh, Joe was not taking questions. They opened up a question, then he didn't take questions. So I apologize My apologies. My apologies. That's what I was, I was trying to tell. Uh, but it's okay. Go ahead. Uh, you did. My apology as well. Yeah, you did that right there. I'm sorry. Say it again. What was that? I missed it. You just, just let it ride like that. I don't want to spoil the conversation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right. Well, I'll say my final comments, and then I'll put it into your hands to, to close out the show, Brother Seth. L does what L does, uh, and, again, it's rapid fire. So it's, it's, it's uh, for me, the it's not to say that it's an untruth. Uh, I believe it's all true. I believe that there's more to it, um, but we'll leave that for another show, and hopefully we can have a discussion uh, that goes deeper into these aspects of the law. And I think it's important because um, some of the stuff that L said, this stuff has never been said, breaking down the different aspects of the law, the, the of the Torah. Um, and so L props, uh, as always, and we'll live to discuss another day. Uh, Brother uh, Seth, Five Smooth Stones Net. Thank you, Brother John. Stone Network. Uh, my pleasure. Um, appreciate the platform. Thank you. Uh, you can go ahead and take over and take us into the night. All right. Again, everybody, we want to thank you for tuning into the Five Smooth Stone Network. Um, uh, Priscilla, I don't know if you can hear me or not, but just if you can, if you can hear me, just start talking. We'll bring you on, brother. It's not a problem. But I do want to thank you, everybody, for tuning into the Five Smooth Stone Network. Remember, on Thursday, Priscilla is going to be presenting. Um, I just want to say this about the law as far as as far as commandments. Uh I've been believer for all for a long, long time. And if you're not keeping commandments, if you're not let's just break down what a commandment is, and I'm sure Brother Leonard, Brother Ella sure nobody would object to this. It's just simply obeying God. Absolutely. It's just simply obeying whatever the Father is saying. And Absolutely. there's a lot of debate. If we start saying what commandments, it's really going to get ugly because it's, it's going to be disagreement. Trust me, what commandments? So 
For those you saying, ooh, after hearing that, brother, I know I need to keep the commandments. Well, just say it like this, or you keep saying it like that, but you need to obey the Father. And so the Father sent his Spirit to reveal to us what that is. Obey the Holy Spirit. Obey the Spirit. No funny stuff. Seek the Father. And obey the, the Word. Heart. And obey the, the Word. Says, right. And the, and the Holy Spirit is going to speak his Word to you. Because the Word is going to line up with the Spirit and the Spirit with the Word. They're going to check balance. Remember, the Holy Spirit is what moved on men to write. And I, and I know books are missing. Y'all have heard us talk about that. And so they've tampered with that word. But still, like the brother is saying, obey the word. Seek the word. Seek the Father. He said, if you seek me, you find me. When will you seek me? When you seek me with all your heart. Because it can get confused in knowing what commandments, which commandments, what do I do? It can get, And you can be tossed to and fro. So he sent the Holy Spirit. No funny stuff, y'all. Seek him with all your heart, and you will find him. All right, again, we love every single one of you, and there is nothing you can do about it. It may seem a little hard, you know, but, y'all, we have to obey the Father. We have to have these commandments to lead and guide us uh, and out of destruction. That's why he sent his word, to heal us. And if we don't obey his word, we can't be healed. So, anyway, I'm wrapping up the show. Everybody's line is now muted, and I'm going to play a song that I think is very dear to my heart, and I think it will bless you if you listen. Uh, again, Thursday, Priscilla is presenting Sunday. Sister Eliana has a special for everybody. Go, go to our, uh, the Five Swing Stone Network. Simply Google Five Swing Stone Blog Talk Radio, and uh, you will see uh, uh, our, our website if you click on that first result. And just follow us and just see, uh, and then that way you'll know what's happening. We may do a special show. Sometime I get moved to do a special show. So that may very well happen. You don't want to miss out, brothers and sisters. Okay? Uh, but I cannot, you heard Elishua put, put lots of emphasis on, uh, <laughs> lots of emphasis on uh, keeping the commandment. And the next question is going to be, I know y'all are thinking, well, what commandments do I keep? It's very simple. Study the word with all your heart and ask the Father to show you he will by his spirit. No funny stuff. He would do it. Good night. See you on Thursday.
Weiß auf Weiß.